Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 191. Are you ready for it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then, join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. Yo, what is going on, all you unstoppable restaurant professionals? Thank you for joining us today. Before we get started, we have to thank today's sponsor, Hot Schedules. Since 1999, they've been laser-focused on giving restaurants the best tools to help us manage our people, improve productivity, and they do it all from a platform that fits your business. Visit go.hotschedules.com slash unstoppable to learn more. With excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guest, Chef Eric Donnelly. Chef, are you feeling unstoppable today? I, I Not only am I feeling unstoppable, I, I, I am unstoppable. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's like. a bold statement. But <laughs> yeah. no, yes, absolutely. Awesome, man. So, Executive Chef Eric Donnelly is a Seattle native and local chef favorite. He's been working in and running kitchens for over 22 years now. His first personally owned restaurant, Rock Creek Seafood and Spirits, opened in Fremont to rave reviews in July of 2013. This year, Eric was named James Beard nominee for Best Chef Northwest and was referenced as one of Seattle's best chefs by Seattle Times. Uh, Rock Creek was named one of 2013's best new restaurants by Seattle Magazine and was of the top 20 U.S. restaurants by Urban Spoon. Uh, Seattle Metropolitan Magazine included his wild Mexican prawns with Anson Mill heirloom grits as one of the top 50 dishes of the year. Chef, this is just a huge aerial view of who you are and what you got going on. I can't wait to get the full story. But before we do that, let's get that motivational inspirational ball rolling with a success quote or mantra what do you have for us today i think uh, i think something i've always used and uh and uh uh kind of kind of preached is with with my staff and my cooks is you look how you cook man that's kind of like my my thing and not saying that i'm some kind of pretty boy or anything but your look and your your uh how you carry yourself uh how your uniform's pressed and and all that stuff is typically a general reflection of of how how organized and how well uh, you you are at presenting food on a plate. Awesome, man. I love it. And I think that's a great just – I think sometimes people just don't realize how every little thing they do in their life is like uh, just a reflection of who they are and how seriously they take this this craft. Uh, what do you have to say to that? I, I, I really think that self-discipline is a, is a, is a huge thing that's, that, A, has really worked well for me. And, uh, and, and has worked well for my cooks, you know. I've been that wild, uh, young man working in restaurants. And, uh, when it really took a, a turn and turned the corner for me is when, uh, I started exercising some serious self-discipline. Mm. And, uh, and it's worked really well for me. I can't wait to dive more into that self-discipline and what you've learned. But give the folks listening in some quick snapshots of, you know, how you got into the industry and how you got to where you are today. Well, I tell you, tell you what, it's kind of it's kind of a wild story. I, I wanted to cook since I was a little kid, and I was I was inspired by uh, you know, uh, gosh, a numerous 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 things that happened in my childhood. Um, seeing people cook um, at, at you know a fancy hotel and seeing you know Julia Childs on TV and and all that kind of stuff, it really inspired me to uh, to to you know drive myself into into the restaurant industry. Um, I, um, I I like to cook from a young age, and and I didn't I didn't know how to go about uh, making a career out of it. It just kind of evolved, mm-hmm. I guess, if you will. And I had plans and intentions of going to culinary school um, in New York when I was when I was young, and I figured out that that was a thing, and that was a, a thing that people were doing. I was like, oh, I got to get on board with that, um, and. Basically, I started, you know, working in some some smaller restaurants, prep, dishwasher, all that kind of fun stuff. And uh, you know, I was I was fully uh, immersed in my my uh, my early budding skateboarding uh, and snowboarding <laughs> career at that point as well, which kind of worked out well. You know, I could yeah, I could do my thing and work in restaurants, and uh, you know, I was in my latter teens and 
so on and so forth. But then uh, opportunities started to come up, and I, I, I found myself kind of moving up the food chain and, uh, and, and then finding a, a restaurant at, at some point that I was like, wow, I, I went to eat at this restaurant, and I was like, dude, I, I, I want to work here. I want to learn what these guys are doing. Mm. I want to learn how to do this. And, uh, and you know, kind of at, at that point, I'd been working in restaurants for a few years, but this, this particular restaurant was owned by a guy, uh, Jan Birnbaum, and Jan Birnbaum was kind of Paul Perdome's assistant, rest, rest in peace, Paul, um, throughout his whole career, right? And mm -hmm. he be, uh, went on to become a uh, kind of well-known San Francisco chef uh, from the Canton Place Hotel and then Napa Valley, and he had his restaurant called Catahoula out there, uh, which we got to, to, to see and, and, and work with and all that stuff. And so all of a sudden, you know, I went from, you know, uh, skateboarding, dishwashing, prep cook to, you know, being, being a prep cook for Jan Birnbaum. I kind of, like, jumped right into it. And names that I had only heard of or whatever, all of a sudden, like, we're doing um, dinners with, you know, wow. and uh, wine dinners with and things like that. And so, you know, I was really just, like, kind of inspired by the whole experience. And uh, and that's when the whole discipline thing started to come into play and, uh, you know, and, and all that stuff. And, and really, truly learning how to cook, learning how to season, learning how to butcher and portion and be on time to work and to have immense pride in what I was doing. I mean, I was working alongside guys um, who were out of the school that I wanted to go to, who had worked at famous restaurants in New York, and, and all these things, you know, that I had heard about out there, and this is like, all of a sudden, it's a reality. You're like, whoa, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, in this. This is cool. Um, and so, it kind of really started there, like, I guess, on the path that I'm on, it, from working in restaurants to, to being a, a key figure in these restaurants, you know, and and then, you know, moving up to the to the lead line cook, the lead saute cook and, and all that stuff and really developing a skill set at that point um, and, and, and being inspired by the individuals around me and then really truly kind of mentoring me and, and, and taking me under their wing as, as well as the chef, but the sous chef. And I don't know, it's like a group of people that saw something in me at that time, which I probably didn't see in myself or... I was like on the fake it till you make it kind of path, you know, <laughs> like, oh, I, I know what that means, you know, and then I'd go home and I'd be reading, you know, the, uh, you know, the Scoffier or, um, you know, the CIA uh, cookbook and all, you know, all this stuff or the textbook, I guess, if you will. And, uh, you know, I really was on the fake it till you make it path, you know, you know, I've gone from a place of prepping salsa and washing dishes to all of a sudden, you got to you know, start making, somewhere though, right? <laughs> you, you do have to start somewhere, man. And, and I remember that kind of like that first day that I showed up to work for, for uh, big Jan and, and, uh, um, God, it was crazy. I went in for dinner and then, and the sous chef who was on was like, Hey, you know what? Come next Tuesday and we'll stage you as a prep cook. And I was like, Oh dude, this is like, I was like freaked out, man. I was like, no way. Dude, you guys are going to like even take a look at me, dude. No way. And so I remember that first task in that restaurant was basically a julienne, a 50-pound sack of onions, and uh, and it moved on from there. And uh, pretty pretty egregious task, I, I guess, if you will, um, as a young cook. But you know, I was like, whatever, dude. I don't care. Uh, dude, I loved it. I loved every <laughs> finding out gross moment of it, man. I'd be prepping until two, three in the morning sometimes when things went awry. I'd be like, I'll fix it, man. You know, I'll just stay after and I'll I'll do it. You know off the clock and it just was like that anything goes kind of mentality man and um stupid maybe yeah but uh i just was i was on that mission i wanted to be a chef i want to learn how to cook i want to learn how to run restaurants and uh well, and uh, I was willing to pay dues and and uh, and put in my time. It doesn't sound stupid at all, man. Because what you're saying, what what advice you're giving us, the story you're telling, is like exactly what our guest mentors tell us to do. If you're truly passionate about this industry and you want to get into it, do exactly what you did. You were young and you yeah. surrounded yourself, you immersed yourself yeah. with incredible mentors who guided you and showed you the industry. And if you're truly passionate, I mean, that's the best thing you can do because you might realize that you don't like it. And at this point, yeah. you're not going to be, you know, getting all these loans and you're not going to be buried. Like, get that experience. It doesn't matter how old you are. You could be 30 years old, you know, and get out oh, there absolutely. and just get the experience, dude. Awesome yeah, stuff. absolutely, man. So keep going on about the, the, the path snapshot. That's kind of like where the foundation started at. 
And then, um, you know, I, 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 at this point, I had met a, a ton of people that are, are to this day still in my life, which is pretty cool, right? Yeah. And had me into job after job after job. And I kind of think this is funny, but I, I have never uh, applied for a job or written a resume. And I think that that says something to um, to the dedication piece, man, is that once you get in with a group of people that you, you jive well with, um, uh, you don't have to do those kind of things because people are like it's a it's a natural uh, thing to move up the the chain with people. Like your you know, life so, is one huge so, resume, man. It's like those yeah. ne- like you're always on a job interview in this industry, and it's what you uh, day in day out how you show up to work. Like you said, like what's the quote? You walk, you look like you you cook, right? Yeah. That's your resume, you like man. You cook, man. <laughs> yeah, if you're walking proud, you're clean chops man it carries through uh through everything to the way you're you, you use a knife to the way you carry yourself in the kitchen yes. to the way that you uh season and cook a piece of uh protein discipline to the way you put together a sauce uh close close the restaurant and uh and clean your station man it's it's a it's truly uh i think that the thing that has always stuck in my mind um then and that i preach to my guys like if you show up hungover right and looking like shit and and uh and your apron's not pressed that you're probably gonna have a rough day man mm, right it's yeah. like the world's gonna revolve around you and you're gonna be just a hair behind man and so if you come in energetic clean in shape in cooking shape and uh and ready to go it, it really you uh you're you're an athlete man for sure, man. Hey, I'm sorry yeah. for interrupting and throwing you on that that tangent. We gotta get back to the oh, snapshots. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good, man. So, uh, yeah. I, mean, I think we got the big picture of how you got into the industry. Old school, hard sure. knocks, just getting the experience. Uh, you've gotten yep. to work in some great restaurants. Tell me about your why. Like, what's your purpose? What's that fire in your belly that makes you show up every day? Oh man, uh, you know, because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a. I'm a cook, I'm a line cook at heart, man. You know that that camaraderie piece, um, and not wanting to let down my peers. Even though now I'm the chef and owner and building another restaurant and and all that stuff, but being there is so important, right? To to teach the guys, to to guys and girls, to be a part of the restaurant, be a huge piece of the energy and vision of my restaurant, um, and 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 really and and be that mentor piece, you know, like. I don't want to be a chef that people like. I never see that guy um, or, or one of those kind of deals. Like, even though we're kind of in a busy spot with building out a second restaurant and, and having another restaurant, I still love and, and want to be there. I want to be there for our guests. I want to be there for our cooks. I want to be there to teach them um, and also make sure that the, the product is not getting off course, you know, that, that we're really staying true to the vision of what Rock Creek is at this point. Mm, I love it, man. So can you reflect back on a time, Chef, where you made the decision? Did you like was there an aha moment? It sounds like you knew from a very early age that this was going to be your career. It wasn't a for now. Uh, you knew your definite purpose in life. But do you, yeah. do you know when it happened? Was there one moment that you can just like go back to where you just said this is it? Man, I don't. I think uh... – I think I think knowing in the back of my mind, aside from the typical like I want to be a fireman, I want to be a cast member of Bonanza, uh, I want to be on WKRP in Cincinnati as a, as a, as a little kid. I, I think the, uh, uh, the 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 real moment that happened at a very early age, and I, I remember um, going to this like this the this Four Seasons Hotel man, and seeing these like old school. I mean, this is like God, I'm like dating myself, but the old school, like, neckerchief, like, coffee filter hat guys. And they were, like, these guys were, you know, in my mind, they were, like, I was just awe-inspired by these guys, That's you know. Awesome. And I was probably, honestly, like, five years old. Yeah. And I remember going home and trying to uh, to, to to make an omelet. I remember at five years old standing <laughs> on a chair. That's a challenge for like, a five-year-old, man. I'm going to fucking make an omelet, man. And this is going to right? That's crazy, right? And, uh... And just in the back of my mind, I kind of always stuck around, and I went through the obvious, you know, the, the obvious, like, you know, cowboy and Indian phase and all that stuff. But I think in the back of my mind, what really stuck around was, like, you know, someday I would like to be a chef. And I think as I got into my 20s, I, I started to set goals for myself mm-hmm. and, uh, and and really hold myself to those. 
you know, to the to the point that, you know, in my 20s, I was cooking in, in high-end restaurants. By 30, I wanted to be a, the head chef of a restaurant, which was pretty um, uh, aggressive, right? Yeah. And then, by, and then by 40, I wanted to own my own restaurant. How and, are you doing? Uh, yeah. how, how are you? Are you on track with that? I, mean, I don't want to reveal your age, but I know you just recently <laughs> opened your first restaurant. Did you make your goal? Yeah. Well, I just turned 40 this summer. Oh, so. that's awesome, dude. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy? And that other, you know, I, wasn't like, I wasn't like, oh, dude, it's coming up. i got two years to go. But I just felt like, you know, that was kind of my thing. And, and by 27, I was the head chef of a pretty big restaurant and, and things like that, you know. So I think hold, holding yourself accountable as an individual and setting goals for yourself and not just going through the motions like well something's going to happen someday right or, yeah. or anything like that but we're truly setting goals for yourself in this industry because this is an industry man where you can wake up all of a sudden and you are 40 and you're still working online somewhere you know like uh you're, you're the breakfast cook at the hotel like oh god that's like the worst you know or whatever the case is you know um you, you can be that guy but you can really like the sky's the limit in the restaurant industry yeah. man like i did i never did good in school i never did good in uh you know, uh, uh, whatever, you know, the, because I lacked, I think I lacked discipline, man. I was too busy, like, you know, let's go skate with your buddies. We're going to go snowboard. We're going to, you know, get super stoned and go do some stupid shit. Um, but you know, I, until think I, I think we're going to come back to that discipline. I want to hold there because <laughs> like, we have a great opportunity to, to pull that out later on. Right now, sure. you know, it's usually when I just talk about your if factors, and I usually just come right out and ask, what are your if factors? But I've been taking notes listening to you talk, and I want to take a stab you know, in the dark to see if I can't pull these out just from listening to you talk. And one of them is just, I mean, your definite purpose in life. And we learned this from, you know, uh, from Napoleon Hill and Think and Grow Rich and not necessarily monetarily rich, but just, you know, purpose rich. And like you knew from a young age, man, like this is what your purpose in life is. And everything you did was an act towards obtaining those goals, which is another one of your factors, man. Like you wrote those goals out. And then lastly, you said uh, not wanting to let uh, your people down and just being a natural born people pleaser. So reflect on that or add a few if factors that I might be missing. I guess, uh, you know, and that, that, that's a huge portion of it, that satisfaction that I get personally out of, uh, out of, out of uh, coming from not much, right? Mm. And now having a staff of, I, I guess I have a staff of like 50 people, and, uh, and, and I have a, a client base of people that come in to see us at the restaurant. It's not just me, but they come to be a part of what um, – what we've built and what we've grown as as a restaurant and as a group and as a, a group of people that um, you know we've chosen to hire uh, you know to surround us um, that that really really drives uh, a fire in, in my gut and and as well as the people that work for me um, wanting to to have fruitful career paths for mm. them as well you know and not just uh, they're not just employees to me they're 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 friends they're family. They're um, they're a part of what a huge part of what makes uh, Eric Donnelly uh, a successful uh, person and 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 what drives me to to do uh, what what I what I do for a career. Uh, you know, it's it's not about uh, the accolades and and all those things because if you don't have the people that surround you and 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 help you. Like, those accolades don't come, man, because you're just beating yourself up. You're just trying to grind it out. And you can be as good as you want and, and all that stuff, but until you're surrounded by people and you've hired people that, that are a part of that vision and that um, and, and that, mm-hmm. that, that, uh, that thing that drives you as an individual and you've got people on board with that, it's, it's a really egregious task to – uh, to, to be successful in the restaurant industry. Yeah, so just to summarize some of the it factors, the characteristics, the habits you have is uh, just wanting to, to, to make it about the other people around you, surrounding yourself sure. with those people and making it, knowing, giving the credit to those around you because you know you wouldn't have been able to do it without them. Uh, then you have your, your definite purpose in life, uh, your ability to set goals and then meet those goals. And then, again, just that, that I mean, you just are so focused and disciplined. So some awesome if factors to have in this industry to be successful. So can you give us a specific example of when one of these if factors really shown through? Um, 
I mean, as far as co- co- being a coach or as far as uh, somebody who's worked for me that's had great successes. I mean, just think, yeah, I mean, that's a perfect example. Think about a time you coach and you help somebody reach their goals, their personal life goals. I, I have somebody who works on my staff right now that, that, that inspires me, man. And this, this individual um, basically had a career path that was um, in, in the tech industry, right, mm-hmm. and doing quite well and decided that he was not uh, inspired by that, right? Yeah. And he, he went to, um, to to culinary school at, at, at an age where individuals don't typically go to culinary school, um, and, and and decided that he was going to jump into the restaurant business. And I guess just throw a whole, throw it all to the wind, you know, and mm. just, just change his whole deal. And he got on board with me, and um, and and to see this guy grow to to, to truly kind of falling out of culinary school falling into my kitchen and and now kind of moving up the uh the food chain um through lessons and learning and seasoning and and all of that stuff and when i say seasoning not just seasoning of food product but seasoning getting reps in himself um has has truly grown to be a great cook in a very short period of time because he's chosen to do the things to, to read, to be professional, to be on time, to be pressed, to, to, to be that guy that's like, oh, you need a prep cook today? I'll knock it out. Oh, mm. you need me on a grill tonight? I'm that guy. Like, he has thrown himself at every situation, um, much probably like I did as a, as a, as a, as a young cook. Um, but it's kind of inspiring to me because this isn't a guy who was like, hey, I'm going to be a chef when I'm you know, it's 15 or 16 years old. Hey, I want to get into the restaurant industry. This is a guy that is 30 something. Um, was like, you know what? Forget this tech career. I'm going to jump into the restaurant industry mm. and check into this. And and he's really given his all to to this. And uh, you know, he's only really worked for me now in two restaurants. Um, but this guy is solid, man. And it, it really, he's a really uh, inspirational piece to me in the back of my mind. Uh, daily, when I see him, I'm like, damn, this guy. I, I, I'm trying not to say his name, but this guy. <laughs> Is a is a, a freaking rock star, man, and, and he, he's just gonna own it, dude. And he wants to learn every piece of the kitchen, how everything works. How do you do this? I want to know about that. This is the individual that's gonna grow his career. It's not just a job to him that that he's gonna grow his career and and, uh, and and be something with the food industry. Be it you know whatever he chooses to do. I really feel like this individual, the the door is open to this individual yeah. in any case. You know, and uh, I know, man, I can hear your passion just coming out right now. I mean, the if factor that I'm hearing when you're talking about this individual, the one that your if factor that shines out for you is just that giving the credit to those around you and knowing that, you know, just knowing that you can't do it without those people and having that gratitude is so important when it comes to just uh, developing rapport and respect with your people, just being grateful and happy that you have people like that. So, awesome lesson. So, can you share now with us a failure? I mean, if you're not pumped up, up listening to Eric Donnelly right now. I don't know what's wrong with you. Go see a doctor. We're fired up. We're we're on like we're going crazy right now listening to you. But these successes are awesome. We need to hear about one of your failures now because that's where we really learn. You know, that's where these these life lessons Failure. really come out. And I mean, I did some research on you. And I think we could all learn from uh, something that is very susceptible to people in this industry. And I, I don't want to pull – I mean, I don't think it was a failure because you're, you're where you are today, but I think it's changed you. And I think – I'm just going to say it. Like the, the struggle with being in this industry, the draw to, to alcohol and drugs, I mean, was that something that you struggled with at one point? Uh, Define struggling. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I, I definitely – you know, I – I, I would say a failure of me it was a personal failure, um, and and this was when I actually at a young age um, was a uh, I was already a chef and I was running a a, a pretty um, big restaurant and I I did uh, you know I I was probably I guess uh, I guess I was just feeling a little cocky I guess you know like man I, I I'm I'm just killing this I'm owning it there's you know um, there's girls, there's, you know, it's, it's all out there, um, you know, so I definitely dabbled in that, in that, in that, and I, I don't want to say that I ever um, let my job suffer because of that, but I let myself suffer, mm-hmm. and everything 
kind of around me. And that was, uh, I guess, a, a failure on my part as a letdown to just kind of get wrapped up in that for a short period of time and uh, and kind of just, just go for it and jump in with, I guess, jumping in with the crowd, right? Mm. Jumping in with the crowd, I let myself down by, by kind of getting off of my path for a little bit. And um, I guess I kind of had to do that because now I, I look at that and I'm like, what the fuck was I doing, man? Why did mm. I do this? You know, and I guess I, on the failure point, I failed myself as, as, a, as a responsible individual um, by by just going for it for a little bit. And, um, and, and again, I don't think my job suffered, um, but I, in the back of my mind, it was hard for me to be truly a great leader when knowing there's this little kind of fire burning in the back of my head about all the stuff that was kind of going on with me at that point in time. Yeah, and you know, thank you so much for allowing us to bring the conversation here because there's so much temptation in this industry when it comes to alcohol and drugs and women or men, depending on what your, you know, your what thing your is. deal is. Yeah, but it's it's definitely there and it's something that's not spoken about enough and i mean i've been faced with that i think anybody who's been in this industry has been faced with that temptation but you know it's so important because you said your work didn't suffer but your quality of life isn't going to be the same you're going to not get the sleep you need i mean there's things that are going to happen you might not know or realize that your work isn't as good as it could be but look what happened to you when you decided to have that discipline coming back to that word now i wanted to hold off on before yeah discipline to have control of your life but look how far you've come since you've made that decision would you say your life is different because of it oh absolutely and i think you know you see people in this industry man that go all in on that path and Mm. it's sad because uh you get stuck man you get stuck on the hamster wheel dude and um it's just it's 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 non-productive uh it's hard on you because the job itself is hard the lifestyle itself uh, that you've provided for yourself at this point is pretty damn hard, and uh, it's just it's just not conducive to getting ahead in life. And it's yeah. unfortunate people that get, they, they get stuck in the rut, man, and um, of the day to day, check to check, bender to bender kind of yeah. situation. Wait. What's one piece of like mentoring advice you can give somebody right now who might be in that hamster wheel, um, falling? Uh, victim to temptation before we move on. I tell you what, waking up without a hangover is the best wake up you'll ever have, man. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and you can kind of take that however you want, but you know what, waking up and facing the day and getting stuff done is so much more rewarding than waking up and feeling like shit and and having a mountain of regrets and all that things that that, that kind of come hand in hand with that lifestyle. and to me, that's 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 really important, and that's like a, kind of a loose term. But you know, just just not feeling that burden of like, oh God, what you know, what happened, or all that stuff that kind of goes on. Or wow, last night was wild, and you know, there's nothing, there's never really been anything good that's come out of a raging bender. Mm. Man, awesome stuff. You have crushed the first half of this interview, and you've just given us some great advice, some great energy, some great motivation. Uh, We're going to dive into the second half, but before we do, we just need to take a minute to thank our sponsor. Look out, because Hot Schedules has some new tools that will make you and your restaurant unstoppable. We are all aware that this is a dollar and cents business. What's hard these days is making sense of your data so that you can find an extra nickel on every napkin or another dime on every dessert. Hot Schedules Reveal is going to solve that. The new mobile app is pretty much an operator's dream. Imagine an app that can tell you what your sales are for that day part or that the weather is showing rain and sales are trending low. You could anticipate a change in labor and message your employees before they come in. If you want to learn more about how to get your restaurant's data in your pocket in real time using Hot Schedules Reveal, get a demo or talk about pricing, go to go.hotschedules.com slash unstoppable. That's go.hotschedules.com slash unstoppable. One more time, go.hotschedules.com slash unstoppable. All right, we're back, and we're just going to get blown away now with bombs of knowledge from Chef Eric Donnelly. Are you ready to do this, Chef? 
Absolutely. <laughs> All right. The first question I have for you is what is your advice for getting that initial capital to start your own restaurant? Oh, man. Get the roller skates. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, you know, I think getting that initial capital, the best thing to have is, uh, to me, is, is proven track record. Mm. Track record that you can run a restaurant that does X, right? Track record that uh, you know how to manipulate financially. How do you and, get and that you, track record? Well, you get it by working in restaurants and, and working up the food chain to the mm-hmm. point where you are uh, involved with the financial aspects mm-hmm. of it. Um, and, and fortunately, I, I was working in restaurants where I was privy to uh, running the financials. And as you work up to the, the chef level um, – Knowing how to to manipulate a profit and loss statement, knowing how to how to adjust the food cost, and knowing how to what what liquor control. You know, a, a lot of a lot of uh, chefs or companies will throw these kind of figures around, like like baseball cards. You know, like oh, the food cost is it, blah blah blah, and the liquor cost, and I run this and all this is all this bullshit, right? But but really understanding and knowing what that means. Um, and, and how to get that result, and and uh, and, and what you're selling, uh, and how that relates to the profit and loss of your business, I mm. think is, is a huge part. And 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 no, and show, I guess showing um, a bank or investor or whatever the case is that that you know, not only just showing and by talking, blah blah blah, but truly penciling out your business. And I feel like um, you know some people get into the restaurant business with this 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 idea you know i, I call it the food network uh era um <laughs> kind of attitude is like oh dude i want to be in the restaurant business um well not while not knowing um what's going on i just have to cut in real quick because I'm, I'm in my car outside of the restaurant that we're building and this guy is smoking a cigarette with a pair of disposable chopsticks <laughs> and, and it's like wedged in there, man. This is insane. How fucking funny is that? I've never seen that in my entire life. Okay, you can, you can so chime back. in anytime you want to, but it's gonna make me laugh like that. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, that's awesome! All right, awesome. keep, keep going. Um, wait, uh, getting back to it is is that you know uh, I guess showing and knowing that you're responsible, and I guess the uh, when, when we're talking about the Food Network era of individuals, so the people are seeing these shows on. TV and, and it's a glamorized lifestyle. Like, I'm a chef. I get to eat and drink, and I'm riding around Napa Valley in my convertible and and all this stuff. Well, there's really, I mean, that's that's a that's a, a the tiniest tiniest portion of anything to do with the, food, the restaurant industry or food food industry as a whole. Um, so people find people with with money and get into these things and get these million dollar projects or half million dollar projects or whatever the case is, but not truly understanding. What, what it takes to operate financially as a restaurant. And it saddens me because people have these dreams, right, but they, I, I feel like they haven't done the legwork to um, really understand, which inevitably ends up in, in, in closure and failure of the, of the restaurant and, and, and squashing of the individual's dreams. You, you said sad, it, right? you, you, people don't know what it takes. What does it take financially? Uh, well, I mean – Financially, that's a large scope. What it takes financially it depends on what kind of restaurant is going to a full service restaurant. I mean, that that involves that maybe, involves probably a bank loan. That probably involves some investors for your first time. And like, maybe we don't have got, enough time to go through all of it. But if you could just like give us one yeah. bomb, just like one piece that's worth knowing, one direction to go in, what would it be? A full service restaurant. I mean, basically costs a million dollars, man. Mm. And that's that's that's. That's crazy. That's that's a crazy figure, um, and if that gives you a snapshot of, of what's at stake, um, typically, you know, people see these nice restaurants, and that's that's bottom end. I mean, that's I mean, I don't have a place in Manhattan, man. I have a neighborhood restaurant in Seattle, and and and, and this is what it takes, man. Yeah. But you start thinking about guys that have a place in Manhattan, the guy, these guys that have these places in uh, San Diego and L.A. and all these, you know, these like really upscale joints. It can be upward to you know of, of five to ten. Who that's knows? Crazy. And not, I mean, that's insane, dude. That's that's a slippery slope. So I guess the the piece of advice I'm hearing is just be realistic with what it takes. Uh, know that it's going to take a lot, and whatever you think you need, double it. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. I think if you <laughs> into it with a, a realistic approach, yeah. and you truly, and you truly pencil out your business, yeah. I do forty covers on Monday night. It's going to yield me X, and that and how that all equates on a day to day, hour to hour, minute to minute uh, snapshot of how that equates to your business staying healthy. Um, is is truly important. Oh yeah, awesome, That's great stuff. Now you're no, uh, I mean, you you don't hide the fact that you're very proud of the people you surround yourself with. So, what's your advice for hiring good people? Where are you looking? What questions are you asking? Like, how did you get all these great people around you? It's a great question. How did we get these people around us? Um, you know. I think a, a, a majority of it is has been very good luck and meeting the right people. Uh, another portion of it is is growing people into responsible positions. Uh, my dishwasher um, now is at one who was my dishwasher at one point is now like my lead saute cook. Um, uh, some a lot of these guys have been with me for a long time. A couple restaurants. Uh, it's just been um, kind of. It, See, I, I don't, I don't believe in fortunate. luck, Chef. <laughs> I don't believe I mean, in fortune. I think it's because you're a good dude. Individual? I mean, I, I guess, go ahead. Questions that I would ask an individual in um, in, in in an interview scenario um, is that one being um, that that you know what 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 does your future look like? You know, what do you want to do um, as, as, as an individual? How do you want to grow your career? Where do you see yourself in a few years? Those are, those are the kind of things. Um, I'm not looking for guys that are just like, oh, I need a job, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's not very compelling to me. But a guy who's like, you know, I want to be in the restaurant industry. I want to learn how to own and operate a restaurant. I want to learn how to, to become a chef. I want you know. I'm not looking for a guy who's looking for a job. Typically, um, mm-hmm. I'm looking for guys that, uh, that 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 inspire me. Right? I'm inspired by the people that surround me mm. to uh, to be a better chef, to to do better food products, to 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 bring on things. And uh, you know, and, and not all my ideas are going to be the best. You know, uh, I, I I'm very open to um, what people have to say about the process, about the um, the product, the execution, um, you know, I just have a ton of ideas, but can, how can we make these better ideas? And, and uh, that's a very much a group process. Yeah. So looking for individuals who, um, uh, compliment that, I guess. Yeah. It looks like, it sounds like, you know, you're, you're surrounding yourself with the people that are aligned with the culture you're trying to establish in your restaurant to be, like you said, inspiring you to to do great things. And it's, I mean, you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with. And one thing, the next question I ask my guests is like, when you find these incredible people, I mean, what do you do to keep them on your team? And it sounds like this is what you're really good at is, you know, you, you have, you said you've had people with you for so long. Like, how do you keep people with you so long? What is it that keeps them with you? Um, well, it's, it's, it's growing them into positions. It's providing um, a, a financial scenario for them that works. Um, it's providing, you know, we're, we're now doing a second restaurant. Um, and we weren't looking for a second restaurant, man. I was really having a good time with what we were doing. We were presented with a space that was hard to, hard to walk away from. And, um, and I think that's, that's a track record-based scenario which is completely separate from what we're talking about Mm -hmm. um but the the opportunity now for the people that are working for me that are at at the base camp level to grow into larger positions is is pretty cool man uh and we have that opportunity now with opening our second um location or second restaurant it's not rock creek um but it's it's a it's a similar concept um but more uh small production meats low uh low carbon footprint meats and games and things like that so um you know now we've got an opportunity for for the guy that was the saute cook to grow into mm. uh you know potential lead and sous chef positions for the guy that was you know the uh the garmage guy to, to move up to like the lead saute and now we've got a, a growth p- potential for these people and these people that are at base camp right now i feel like we're, they're all capable individuals of all of this stuff and so now we've groomed a, a, a room full of people that are capable and willing to do these growth uh, pattern 
jobs, and now we've got an opportunity for them to grow into the jobs. And, um, and, and that's, that's important for me and my company is, is growth. And I never thought it would, would be, you know, it's like there's a struggle to get our first restaurant open and to, to get the team put together and to get to where we're at. And, and now I, I feel like, what, we, what, what now? What do we do now? Um, uh, so as a group, we're going we're gonna to march forward and we're going to do more. Yeah. And I, I'm not, you know, I want, I want some, I want to be some restaurant mogul, but I, I also want to reward the people that work for me with, with long-term careers. I, I'm not a guy. Oh, man. Just, like, I, hey, love you know, your, I love your attitude of just making it about other people and rewarding other people and making it about providing opportunity to those that have been so good to you. And I think that's why sure. it's just your interest in making it about other people and being grateful for, for the people you have and to be able to provide them opportunity is one of the reasons why yeah. you've been so successful. And I have to say that. I mean, that has Absolutely. to be part of it. And um, what's one of your biggest struggles now, Chef? I mean, if you could just look down the barrel of what's coming and what, what has you concerned, what has your attention for potential uh, challenges in the near future? Well, I guess, you know, we're back to it. We're back at the, the staffing. You know, I've got a room full of people that are pretty darn, pretty darn amazing. And, and, and as, as finding a, another room at this point um, of people that are going to be able to get on board with this and, uh, and, um, you know, I'm not saying every hire we've had has been some kind of amazing, you know, scenario. There's definitely been a lot of, uh, of, of people that stay with us, and there's been a lot of people that can't get on board. The This is a job person or the, the person that's struggling with some uh, substance things and, and things like that. It typically tends to not work out. So, you know, finding another, uh, basically, more individuals to complement the team and that are going to work well with the team and, and the people that know the program, program and, and, and our discipline working employees and, and, and cooks and so on and so forth is, is finding people that complement that. That really has me uh, concerned because, again, you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with. If we're opening another restaurant, we've got to repeat this. We've got to, we, we do have a base camp, but we essentially have to repeat what we've done. You know, and we've done it, and I'm not scared about doing that, but it is a concern of mine is to, to, to find people, um, finding people that are, that are truly dedicated to what we're doing and see our vision as, as, uh, and see the opportunity potential for, for themselves within my company. Awesome stuff. So I am a huge advocate of uh, growing by learning and reading books and just educating yourself. So is there one book um, you think is just a must read, whether it's a restaurant business book or a business book in general, or just like a personal growth book? Or if you can't think of a book, can you think of a resource? I would say book and resource, and I think I've already mentioned this, is, is something that, that I, I have that was given to me by a chef that when I first started to take cooking seriously um, gave me uh, his, his own copy of the, the, the Culinary Institute of America's uh, textbook. Mm-hmm. And, and that's been one thing that's been really, like, I still have that. I still, like just for shits and giggles, like, look through it, you know? <laughs> what is the title has, of that book? Uh, that's a great question. I think it's just the, the Culinary Institute of America's, like, textbook. You know, okay. and I'm sure there's a plenty of things out there like this, but it has every base element of, of classic cooking, right, laid out. And, and that's, those are things that are now, I almost feel like, forgotten. There's mm. been so much fusion. There's been so much... Um, other kind of things that go on that we 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 forget how to how to make demi glace and yeah. uh, you know what 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 a coquille Saint Jacques is like. I'm not saying that that's stuff that I I particularly enjoy cooking, but uh, it's it's the the base foundation, man, of of like you know um, stock making, of sauce making, of all those things um, is there. And, and those, those classic, those bases, those emulsification processes, all that stuff that, that, that creates good dishes um, that's not just like, you know, it's a, this, is a, this is my braised pork belly with a steam bun and kimchi um, thing, which is great, don't get me wrong, but that base, you know, that Escoffier-style, Old school brigade kitchen stuff that I, that I feel like maybe kind of getting lost somewhere out there is is in that is in that book as well as another one would be the the the, the original Escoffier and again this was a book that was some somebody gave me at one point in time that um, 
you know, is, is a great reference tool to just look back through. And there's inspiration. And it's not going to give you a recipe. It's going to give you an idea. Like, hey, if I do this sauce with this and, and things like that, um, then you can adapt these techniques to um, to bigger and better things than just a stock or sauce. And so I think reverting back to the, the, the original uh, the classics, uh, the things like, uh, you know, the things that we have forgotten, you know, and some, some people can say, you know, I've forgotten more about cooking than that guy will ever know, you know, is it's kind of funny because we learn so much as we go through our, um, our thing that we'll never be able to remember all of this stuff. And I have notebooks and notebooks and notebooks yeah. of dishes and things that were good and things that failed and things that sucked and things that were great and, and how we continue to grow these things. But for me, a majority of things that have worked out have been um, back to basics and, and adaptations of classic dishes. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's really worked out well. Awesome. And the next question is on the topic of like how you're leveraging new technologies to close the gaps in your business, whether it be financial gaps or time gaps or communication gaps. Are you leveraging any tools, front of house, back of house, that are absolutely worth plugging into your restaurant that you can recommend now? Wow. Wow. Um, let me think about it. I think, you know, we, we kind of run a, a standard operation. I mean, we have a reservation system. We were just talking about this yesterday in our management meeting, which we do every week, is back in the day you would have this giant book that was for the year, and you would uh, – you know, you would have somebody just on the phone, like writing in reservations, like, you know, this was a thing and it worked. Right. But now there's companies that, um, that do this, you know, they have so what a are you online, using? Um, uh, we use, uh, open table right now. Yeah. Um, and I feel like they've kind of cornered the market on what they do and to, 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 to both sides of the fence benefit, but they yes have cornered the market uh, in, in what they do. It is a good product, but at the same time, if you're kind of like, I want to say, if you're running a large scale operation, like you're almost forced to use this. But it is a good it is a good tool for for restaurants. And, and not only that, it's the tracking uh, dining trends, the tracking of your uh, you know your clients. Like mm-hmm. this guy makes a reservation and he likes this, right? Yeah, and you know. Back in the day, we would have to like remember that or keep that in reservation notes that Mr. Jones likes, uh, you know, big, big uh, Washington red wine or whatever mm. the case is. And now that's all, you know, a usable thing, and um, that 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 is important. And that's nothing new. Um, that's kind of been building as a brand for a while. Um, you know, other than that, I really try to run a just a a, a no frills. Um, warm environment operation. Awesome. We're not doing a lot of like you know um, handheld ordering systems. It's you have to go to the computer. You still write down the order. You punch <laughs> in the order. You know it's not, so in that regard, you know not so much. We uh, as far as our profit and loss statements and, and things like that, we do have a pretty streamlined um, system that we use where we enter in our invoices. We run our payroll through it, and it kind of gives you a snapshot um, of of uh, week to week where you're at financially. Is that QuickBooks or Compete? What are you using? Uh, We use RSI, the restaurant solutions uh, thing. And and for us, it works works very well. You know, and they've got a lot of clients, but they are very uh, personable with us. It's, it's so important to paint that big picture, and there's so much data being tossed back and forth between sure. your operating systems, your software, that just gets lost. You need a way to capture those numbers and put them to a graph yeah. so you can see what's and going I, on. I mean, I would say that's, that's, that's probably the most important piece all in all, you know, because you start thinking about, man, what did, what did, what did uh, you know, Brennan's do in 1978, you know, when, when they were processing their uh, – uh, invoices when they were running payroll, when they were factoring in their rent, when they mm. were factoring in their taxes, their uh, blah blah blah. I mean, that is just an insane amount of information to process, right? Oh, yeah. Whereas this helps to streamline and keep everything uh, herded into the uh, the uh, the hog pen, basically. You know, it's it's all it's all there, it's all together, it's all you have to run all of it through this thing, and it kind of gives you that snapshot. I mean, God, there's imagine the amount of ten key work and and uh, receipt slips and, and all oh, yeah. that stuff. When there wasn't a, a POS system, when you were doing this stuff manually, when you, you know, uh, that's, that's just a, 
that's a whole ball of insanity of paperwork shuffling, computing, uh, so on and so forth. And it's that's seems to me like it scares the shit out of me personally. So this but now is... that we can kind of harness it, <laughs> yeah. we can harness it right, and uh, and keep it controllable, and so you can kind of give yourself a snapshot without having to get out the, the calculator and spend two days. Uh, going through things and so on and so forth, it makes it uh, slightly um, easier for sure. To run a restaurant, yeah, what you're doing, absolutely. Huh? So you've been great. We're almost done. Um, I mean, if there's one piece of business advice. If you could go back, say, I don't know, 1998, when you're starting to really get your more serious roles in the industry, and you could give your past version of yourself one piece of business advice, what would it be? This is the largest regret I think I have about um, my my career, and it is that I did not use my early, unattached to anything years to travel to see the world. Mm. And this is a huge opportunity for young budding chefs, right? Because you can go all over the world, man, and you can get jobs in restaurants, and you can learn um, cooking techniques and styles and things that you don't see in your local box, right? And, and 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 a chef and mentor and a good buddy of mine still to this day. Like I, I I love this guy, man. And he used to kick my ass, dude. To the point where <laughs> he made me question if I still wanted to continue on. And I I think maybe that that was like a godsend of like a breaking point of like, are you going to continue on with this? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna show you what this is like, mate. And that's what really taught me the discipline and, and the and the things. But he once told me that you know what, man, all this shit that you're looking at, man, it doesn't matter. Your stupid rent that you have to pay, that dumbass girlfriend you have, <laughs> your butt, uh, and all that shit doesn't matter. He's like, you know what you need to do, man? You need to get a backpack. You need to put your 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 knife in it, and you need to go to to Europe. Go to France. Go to somewhere that you're inspired by the cuisine, and go there and work. Chef, and, I, I and, couldn't agree more with you. And I, and I and I screwed up, dude. I didn't because I was <laughs> I was so in, I was so in love with my fucking girlfriend. And I had to pay the, you know, the rent. What about who's going to pay the rent? Well, screw the rent, dude. <laughs> I had no attachments. I had nothing, right? I, yeah, and for I, sure. And that's something that I really, um, I kind of blew it. And so when, when cooks of, of mine come to me with, uh, and I've had this, and, and, you know, and they go on to do things. But, but when they're like, hey, I, I'm going to move to Portugal for the summer and do this, I'm like, dude, go. Do it. Run. Run, you know, as soon as you can. Get out of here, dude, right? Because that's something that I failed myself as, as an opportunity as a young man, is to really uh, see the world. I was so concerned with my career. Well, the career, you know, it was probably going to be there. It probably would have been better um, uh, if I had truly gotten out to see the world and, and seen what was out there and met and fostered more relationships and, and, and immersed myself in other things and learn how to cook with the metric system and all that fun <laughs> stuff, right? Awesome um, stuff. You know, it's, it's really, it's, that's one of the best things about the, the, the restaurant industry or the, the culinary career is that the world is at your, the, the tips of your fingers, man. Mm. And, and there's nothing holding you back. The, 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 there's no ceiling on like what you can or can't do. If you are inspired by, you know, uh, food from Vietnam, um, if you're inspired by whatever, if you want to go to Singapore, if you want to go to, to Europe, if you want to go to Italy and live for a while and, uh, and, and do your thing, your career is always going to be there. Those people that you know working in the restaurant business are probably typically always going to be there. You'll always get a job. You can come back to whatever you do, but to really take advantage of that as an opportunity, and I failed myself in that aspect of not taking advantage of that. I was so career-minded. I got to get to, you know, I got to be the chef of the restaurant by the time I'm 30. And I'm not saying that that's a bad deal. It's just an opportunity that I had that I didn't take advantage of. Mm -hmm. And I truly try to tell people to take advantage of that. Awesome advice. I couldn't agree more. It's really, I mean, you have no liabilities out of high school. You can literally get in trouble and bounce back in like a week, (laughs) like financially, whatever it is. And you can't do that when you have loans and other things or kids or a wife. So totally. So low. Yeah. Go for it, man. If there's any question I could have asked you, Chef, that I didn't ask you that you think would have added more value to this interview, what would it be? 
I don't know. We covered some pretty damn good stuff, man. <laughs> Thank you. I tried to ask relative or relevant questions. I'm, I'm happy you think it was good. And um, we're going to wrap it up now, Chef. You've been so incredible. An amazing guest mentor. I want to find somebody else like you. So who's one person you admire in this industry? Somebody you think would make a great guest mentor for us like you have today? Call them I up. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. The, the individual that I talked about that really kind of kind of uh, broke me uh, of, 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 of a lot of habits, and, and this guy, and he doesn't get a lot of credit uh, uh, as, as, as this guy. A lot of people are like, oh, man, he's such a pain in the ass, dude. And, and <laughs> sorry, sorry, chef, man, I love you to death, man. But you should talk to Kevin Davis, man, because Kevin Davis has an amazing story of, of kind of uh, – coming from a similar background, pretty rowdy young kid, and, and he did get to see the world. He did get to work in France. He worked in Australia and Singapore and did things and now has, owns three very successful restaurants but has been probably, hands down, one of the best friends I've ever had and one of the best mentors I've ever had. Kevin Davis, it's- Chef Kevin Davis, look up, man. I'm coming after you. I'd love to get you on the show. Uh, thank you for making that recommendation. Eric, and uh, we're going to wrap it up uh, by just having you let the folks at home know how they can connect. Maybe they want to come work for you. You're opening a restaurant. You're going to need people. Uh, how can we get in touch uh, if we want to pick up the conversation or yeah. anything? Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm at the restaurant a lot, and uh, I'm very much reachable. If you want to reach me, you'll find out how to reach me, man. Uh, but, yeah, look us up. We're at Rock Creek. Uh, seafood and Spirits in Fremont, and then we're uh, working on our second project, which is in another satellite neighborhood called Flint Creek Cattle Company. Any so, Twitter uh, handles that? or social media handles you want to throw at them? Uh, you can look us up at the Rock Creek on Facebook. Uh, I, I, I'm kind of old school like that. I don't, I'm not a big Twitter <laughs> guy or stuff. But That's if fine. you want to get a hold of me, man, and you're, you're, you're determined to get a hold of me, man, it's pretty damn easy to just reach out and find somebody these days. All right, I'll have links to the website in the show notes. This is episode 191 so head over to restaurant unstoppable slash 191 for a recap of everything we discussed today discussed today and to link back to connect with chef eric donnelly and to find the products and services we talked about in the books we discussed all right there restaurant unstoppable slash 191 chef eric donnelly from the bottom of my heart thank you so much for taking the time of your very busy schedule right now to be a guest mentor we are all better because of it Awesome, man. Thank you for, uh, thanks for having me. Cheers. Man, lately I've just been so fortunate with some great guests sharing their stories and their passion with us and their energy. It's just been awesome. Thank you, Chef Eric Donnelly. Uh, What really stood out to me today with Chef Eric Donnelly was just, well, obviously his energy, but his just complete and utter uh, gratefulness and gratitude for uh, the, the people that work for him. And he, he said time and time again, he's just, he, he couldn't have been able to do it without the people. And I think that's something, you know, we can all learn about where does it start? Like how do we surround ourselves with great people? And I think it all starts with that personal growth with being great yourself. If, if you work on making yourself better and you invest and you have that discipline, like he had to, uh, really focus on his career and his focus on greatness, you will attract greatness. And I think that's one lesson we can take away from this interview with chef Eric Donnelly, an awesome guy. You know, just some things to summarize, some things worth talking about that really stood out to me in this episode was how Chef Eric Donnelly just opened up about his challenges in the past with alcohol and drugs. Um, He said it wasn't anything too serious, it didn't affect his work, but it definitely affected his life. And I think that's something we can, a lot of us can relate to. In this industry, we're, a lot of us are extroverted. We love those social gatherings. You know, after work, we might go to a friend's house where we all, you know, gather. And there's going to be temptation there. And um, it's really easy to get sucked in. And just know that you're not going to reach your full potential. You're not going to bring 100% of yourself every day if you can't wake up sober. If, you, if you're if you being sucked into these social temptations. Um, so, I mean, I really like that we went there and talked about this in today's episode. Because I think it's one of those really big common challenges in this industry that just don't get spoken about enough. And then lastly, 
I love how he concluded this episode, just telling you, you know, if you're young, if you're out of high school, if you're in your early 20s, or you're 18, just graduated high school, go get experience. Go find out who inspires you and go work for those restaurants. Travel the world, travel the country at the, the least, and just find out about yourself. Discover yourself, discover your passions, your strengths. And you can't do those things when you have... Uh, a wife or a husband or children or massive amounts of debt. So do it when you're young, when you have no liabilities. And I think that's just one incredible piece of advice, um, especially for people in this industry that might be interested in, you know, pursuing a career before they make all those huge investments in school and in taking out loans. Just get that experience. Travel. So great advice. Awesome episode. If you want to support this show, there's a few ways you can do that. First, Leave me a five-star review on iTunes. It's super simple. I have links in the show notes. Head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash 191. You'll find those links there and in every episode show notes. Uh, secondly, you can just shoot me an email, eric at restaurantunstoppable.com. Tell me who you want to hear from. Who do you admire? Who do you think would be, be a good guest on the show? Or maybe you have some questions for me. Maybe you want some help connecting with a past guest or with a service or product that's been mentioned on the show. I'll help you make that connection. And then lastly, uh, spread the word. Tell people who you know in this industry, who are aspiring to be great in this industry, about this free resource. And uh, let's just create a community around people who love this industry for the right reasons, to exercise their passions, to grow into a mentor and to help other people, to support their communities and to be a, a gathering place for people to connect and to be happy and to raise a glass and to, I mean, just just being in this industry for hospitality reasons and for cultural reasons. I mean, that's what this is all about. Um, making sure we know the right reasons to get into this industry and then listening to the advice of people who are just proven successful and taking their advice and just applying it in their own lives. That's why I'm doing this. That's why I'm here. So spread the word. Let's, let's grow this community. Uh, let's engage with each other. What are you waiting for? All right. That's all I got today. Thank you guys so much until next time. Peace out.